Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I'm going to be a little bit biased because, you know what I'm saying, Melly is innocent and um, been innocent ever since it started. You know what I'm saying? He would not commit no crimes like that, no heinous crimes like that. YNW Melly's manager, 100K Track, talks about his client as he faces double murder charges in the deaths of his friends. The state's case coming to a conclusion soon. I'm Anjanette Levy. Welcome to Law & Crime's Sidebar Podcast. Before the week ended in the YNW Melly murder trial, Things came to a close early because attorneys on both sides became ill. The name of Melly's manager, Jameson Francois, who goes by 100K track, came up several times during the week, particularly when it came to transfers of money to Melly after the homicides. Melly faces the possibility of the death penalty if convicted of the October 2018 murders of his friends and fellow rappers, Chris Thomas, who went by YNW Juvie, and Anthony Williams, known as YNW Sack Chaser. His co-defendant, Cortland Henry, who went by YNW Bortland, will go to trial in October. I asked Track to discuss some of what's happened in the trial so far, but he said at this time he wanted to stay away from that since the case is ongoing. He started representing Melly in 2017. Track met Melly when the latter was serving time in jail. We talked about where he was in the hours before the murders. I was home that whole day playing video games, playing 2K. I think it was 2K20 something or 2K19. I was just playing video games the whole day. Track wasn't in the recording studio that night. I asked him how he found out that Juvie and Sack had been killed. The next day in the morning, um, I got a call about it. You know, I was just very heartbroken. I was very confused and I didn't know what was happening. So. We uh, went to go see him. Um, he already had his mom and a couple other people there. And, you know, we just basically was just trying to pull it together and stuff like that. He had a lot of he had a lot of activities after like shows and video shoots and other things. And I personally, man, I wanted to just shut everything down and just, you know, give him some time. But, you know, he. But that situation, he didn't really want to be at a standstill. His mind was all over the place. So he wanted to keep working just to kind of like keep his mind off it and just keep moving. So it was a very tough day. <clears throat> that was a tough day. Text messages shown during the trial show that Melly sent a pin to Fredo Bang, who then raced to pick Melly up after the murders. The defense has tried to cast doubt on whether it was Melly using that phone that ends in the number 9807. Bortland claimed to police that they'd all been victims of a drive-by. Track said he saw Melly that morning. Was that Fredo Bang's house? Was he there? Or... Uh, I'm not sure if I went to his house or Fredo's house, honestly, because it was so long ago. But I remember his family was at his house, went to his house, 
too. So it was like a little bit. Everybody was a little bit in different places and things like that. I don't remember exactly where I met them, but because I did go to both house, I, so I really don't remember which one. Sack and Juvie were killed after leaving the recording studio. Portland arrived at the hospital at 4:35 a.m. This week, prosecutors played a video of Melly and Bortland at a video shoot later that day. Track was there. It was f***ed up, man. Like, you know, that was, like I said, that was a rough, rough morning and a rough day. And um, I'm very surprised and, you know what I'm saying, and I definitely commend him for for just being able to just even go into the video shoot and being professional and doing what he had to do. Because that those commitments was done way like prior before the incident those you know deposits was paid and and you know and it was either a refund back the money and funds and things like that or you know be do what he got to do and just man up and do it and he was able to put himself together and, and get it done but the whole day man it was it was a, it was a very like sad sad day like you could tell the atmosphere was was down you know his energy was down he was trying to pick himself back up trying to you know block it and just be professional and do what he got to do, but you could tell he was hurting really bad. So he was really devastated. There was like a really big bodyguard with him that day, or at least it looked like a bodyguard. Uh, the woman in the video said yeah. it was. I mean, were you, yeah. did you hire the bodyguard or did he always have security or were you worried for always, his safety? Uh, I, or? Always, uh, I always have, um, I always hire security and bodyguards whenever we're doing anything public. If it's a, a show, or a video shoot or anything that's going to be marketed or promoted to the public. He, uh, we always hire security and things like that. That's part of my job to make sure he's safe and have those, you know, have someone around him that could, that could make sure he's safe. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. YNW Bortland told police that this was a drive-by shooting. That begs the question, who would want to hurt Melly and his friends? Did anybody ever threaten him and the other guys before this happened? You know, Bortland said this was a drive-by. When you in the limelight and you're making money and things like that, you're going to receive hate. You're going to receive, you know, death threats. You're going to receive things from everywhere, from people you know, people you don't know, people who probably feel obligated or feel, you know what I'm saying, entitled to things, people who might not even know you from the campaign and just don't like you. So, you know, as an entertainer, your life is always... Uh, you know, life is always being threatened by somebody or someone. So I'm pretty sure. But he always handled he always handled himself, you know what I'm saying? Well, he always made sure that he, you know, do what he got to do in and out. You know, he never lagged and never put himself in a place, you know, for stuff like that to happen. So. So he was he getting threats? 
I'm pretty sure he was. I mean, all I get threats. Entertainers get threats. I got artists now that get threats, and they're not even at a, as big as he was. So yeah, hundred percent, he was getting threats. I mean, that's. I think that comes with this game, though. It comes with the money. It comes with the fame. It comes with people wanting to be, you know, in your shoes or just don't like you for no uh, for no reason. I think that's standard when it comes. To, it's part of the application. The lead detective on the case, Mark Moretti, read text messages to the jury in which Sack Chaser seemed angry at Melly's mom, Jamie King. Something appeared to be going on in the months leading up to the murders. At one point, Melly told Sack that she had sold her soul and called his mother many names. Then she keep telling people about me, and I'm not even worried about her, bro. I'm trying, I'm trying to bull do me. Why? And that's always worried about me. And what the f are you talking about? How are you gonna leave? And we can't even get in the gate without you be on some crazy, on some crazy. What page is that? And the response on August 30th, 2018, 12.41 p.m. from the 9807. Like, I don't even be knowing what the to say. No more. She do out of the blue. She the devil, for real. Crazy. I don't got to do with it no more. If you all kill her, Bro, she ain't my mama. She she sold her soul. People have you know people have miscommunications and you know sometimes arguments, but it was never to a point where it was nothing nothing serious. You know, at the end of the day, that's his that's his mother, and we all know that from Sack to you know his friends to whoever they always gonna have the utmost respect for her. Um, certain things you know as a mother she may not like or find appropriate. And, you know, that's her right to as, as his mother. But anything that happened, like, prior with them, there was always, it was always at shows together. It was always, you know, positive. It was always a good time. So I, I wouldn't say there was anything deeply brewing. I would say they had miscommunication sometimes and, you know, they didn't see eye to eye. But that's, that's, every, that's anybody. Zach and Jamie? Zach, Jamie, Jamie. Um, his mom, you know what I'm saying? And I feel like everybody go through when you together and you doing something, you know, you're going to have, you're going to have, you're going to have things happen where you don't agree with certain things and stuff like that. So I feel like that's normal, but I'm saying, I don't think it was nothing in depth where it was like, that was out to get each other. It wasn't, it was never that serious. Okay. Cause Sack was saying in one of them, something about, I feel like you guys are up to something or something like that. Um, so I didn't know if there was some bad blood there and there was like a video no, that Jamie bad. put on YouTube or something where she said Sack threatened her. I don't think it was ever no bad blood because we would have Sunday dinners at the house. Everybody would be eating food, talking, having a good time. So I don't feel like it was never no bad blood. Like I said, there was probably times where they didn't see eye to eye and maybe took the wrong approach, but that's us learning and, you know, people not realizing certain things live forever on the internet but it was never that intention like where it was a bad blood like i said these we they would see each other through shows and events and dinner and things like that she'll come cook at the house and so it was never it was never that serious that you know Bortland said this was a drive-by have you ever thought about who would have done something like this it would have been i mean it would have been so much people 
know what I'm saying? Like, not would have been, it could have been so much people. Cause like at the end of the day, this man was like, you know, had jewelry, you know, had a large sum of money and things like that. And don't know um, where it could have came from, but I do know it came from somewhere. And you know, maybe one day we'll use our resources to find out who really did it and um, bring justice to the to Sack and Juvie and the victims. There's the prosecution has said, you know, Juvie and uh, Sack were. There was shots fired into the car after they were already dead and stuff like that. Uh, people, some people think Bortland did this. Do you have any thoughts on that? I know one thing: you got two innocent people fighting for their life. You got two deceased, you know what I'm saying, friends and um, family members that unfortunately lost their life in the situation. And um, at the end of the day justice do need to be served you know I, I understand that completely but i feel like everybody from state to the prosecution they're looking in the wrong direction because at the end of the day, they got two people in there fighting for their life that did nothing but love and appreciate um you know what i'm saying those are two individuals so no i don't think i don't think anything like that at all melly has talked in interviews about having two personalities and maybe even more but specifically, he has talked about Melly and Melvin. I asked Track about whether Melly truly believes he has two personalities or whether it's part of his act. I mean, if he had two personalities for real, I think that would have been way before, um, you know what I'm saying, the music and all that stuff. But now nah, the Melvin persona, you know, come from just him being creative and just giving people something to be entertained by and stuff like that. You know, certain records that he would do, it would be love songs. You know, he would put that as Melly and a certain records that would be more edge and street. They put under Melvin. I mean, you have a lot of entertainers that did this in the past. You got Beyonce with Sasha Fierce. You got T.I. with Tip. You know, you got a lot of people that, that did that moniker before when they have two, two personalities when it comes to the music. I feel like it's really just that, just entertainment. As far as the other questions and stuff like that with the gun and things like that, you know, that's something that, you would have to speak to him about, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't really, I never really went in depth with him on how he, you know, with his, with that whole situation. I know he did it in the, um, on the documentary and things like that, but you know what I'm saying? We never really got into it, talked about it and stuff like that. Did he, um, you know, in the texts and stuff, he was asking for a Glock before the murders happened. Was that because of the threats or did he always carry a gun or what, do you know anything about that? No, I seen that the same, same time y'all seen it. He always had security and um, always make sure he was protected even before before um, the incident. After the incident, you know, that's my job and my company job is to make sure he's moving with licensed security that could make sure he's not getting harmed or hurt and make it back home safe. I do that for all my clients. So you know, he personally never needed anything um, in that nature when it comes to the business with me and things like that. So. If Melly gets out, what's in the future? Everything, the world, every continent, every pieces of the everywhere in the states that's 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 the plan and what about Portland? same thing no they took five years of these of these kids life man five years is a long time so hopefully they could get that back every year tenfold it's clear that track and melly have become incredibly close over the years right now they're not allowed to talk to one another Melly's phone privileges from jail have been revoked. 
That's it for this edition of Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download Sidebar on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And of course, you can always watch it on Law and Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and we will see you next time.